No boom? I I was self-conscious there because I always say boom. <laughs> it go, it's what makes this, you know, like I'm used to it at this point. This is true. I don't even know if, Part like, of the routine. On the recordings, if on the recordings you keep the booms and stuff. Because, again, I haven't Sometimes gotten Sometimes I do. Okay. It depends on if, like, if the boom leads into a conversation, I will keep it in. But, like, not, sometimes it's just, like, you say boom, and then, like, I start on a completely different topic. But sometimes the boom is central to the intro. So, like, it depends. So, it's it's whether the listeners know it's there or not every time, I don't know. But it is always there in spirit. Okay. And how savvy do you think our listeners are at, like, what goes on with podcasting like the clapping the little things like that do do you think they know what's up at this point so i know at least a couple of our listeners do podcasts themselves so they know the behind the scenes stuff and i'm sh- sure anyone that listens to us probably also listens to other podcasts like i don't think we're the one podcast in people's repertoire although if you are you can always email us at make me a gamer podcast at gmail.com and let us know that because that would be interesting to hear but i think enough podcasts talk about it because like i before starting podcasting like i naturally picked up like oh clapping helps you sync everything from other people talking about it on their podcast so like i don't think it's this sort of like industry secret or anything okay because i i know you started off with the clapping thing and i honestly had no idea where like i've seen it on a um up up down down used to i used to follow it more when it was like a youtube channel and they would clap on there i guess to sync up the clips and stuff so i viewed it as like oh this is a youtuber or like a video edit thing but i had no idea like the behind the scenes of podcasting oh yeah i think i think audio and video does it like it definitely helps with like if you're matching video and audio tracks and like as a way uh to do that too because i know professional youtubers will like record the video for their videos but then do like a separate audio track so they can edit it Mm -hmm. unlike the way we had to do it when we did youtube videos which was everything went into one big thing Mm -hmm. um i wasn't able to edit separately from the video was i actually maybe i was i think it was we all had to record on the same microphone so i couldn't like edit people's voices specifically it was just like one track yeah i remember the early videos and stuff where we were just playing video games and stuff and i think there was a mic somewhere but we didn't really play to the mic or anything else and that sort of or multi kind of things yeah because like we had to we were playing local games on one tv so like we all had to crowd around in the same space and so it was just like one microphone set in like the sort of like directional pointed towards us and away from the tv and like just yeah it, it it was the very sort of like can't afford a studio doing this in their spare time once a month on a saturday sort of setup that a lot of people probably do when they're like first starting out as youtubers and they probably don't like show that stuff but then again we're not exactly heavily advertising it although it is out there yeah yeah that's true I know a lot of people like Kind of Funny, which is one of like the biggest um, gaming podcasts slash news slash whatever. I don't even know what the fuck they would call themselves. Entertainment, I guess. 
but like they started as like four guys recording on a single microphone in a bedroom too so like there's a starting point that everyone has where it's like low technology and then you sort of upgrade your 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 status as you you know get more followers and get more like into it and it becomes more of a a thing but we we haven't I haven't even managed to get you to get a, a better PC for recording stuff. So, like, I don't know how we're going to get you to upgrade your equipment. Or let alone get me a PC. <laughs> or, like, gaming. Uh, yeah. So, are we, like, in the underground, like, not underground, but, like, in the garage band sort of phase of our, like, podcasting? Uh, yeah. I, yeah. Like, we're definitely garage band podcasting. That's what I would call this. This is... We, we get, you know, five people to come to our, our shows that we play in our parents' backyard. But we've, we've, we've definitely burned out CDs and stuff that we pass out and stuff. We're not just in, like, the <laughs> friends at home, like, just jamming together. We've at least got, like, you know, some time on our side. We've done this for yeah, a while. Yeah, we... We we haven't gotten our, our CDs into the hands of an agent, but like a couple of random people walking down the street in our neighborhood have taken CDs from us. Yeah, I I feel like locally people know us. Yeah, and we just yeah, the big yeah. break though will be us getting like a TV show, <laughs> movies. Hmm. We can always dream. It's a gamer. We're here. It's a gamer. This makes no fucking sense, but we're doing it anyway. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Make Me a Gamer, the procedurally generated podcast that's a roguelike for your ears. I'm your host, Atma, and I'm here with Harvey Z in the place to be in 2023 with I've already done you and me. So now it's something for free. Damn it. I was going to say, like, you need to pay your fees and stuff. But I was like, ah, no, it's free. Damn it. It's been a while. Uh, Big Money Z is disappointed. You said one of the four-letter words he's not supposed to ever say. I, I was, as soon as I said it, it just ashes in my mouth of, like, I'm giving them free content. Uh, all right, well... I don't know where to start today. I've got stuff to talk about. You know what? Let's start with Fire Emblem Engage. Ah, okay. Because man. I know you're interested in that, yes. right? So I got it, and I've been playing it. I'm currently at Chapter 9, so I'd say I'm in a at a decent point, like where I've made it fairly into, like, past the intro, I'm... I'm kind of getting the feeling of how the game's rolling and it is not like three houses i think you had said that last time but you can officially state that it's not like three houses yeah like the the reviews had said it was not like three houses but i can confirm that the reviews were correct and it is so like they're trying to keep some of the stuff from three houses like there there's a a base you can go back to and talk with all of the people who've recruited yeah who you have recruited mm-hmm. and you can have like a, there's like a farm where so like after each battle you can like walk around the battlefield and adopt animals and bring them back and like have them wander around your base and there's an orchard that you can you know get oranges from and 
there's a cafe where you can walk up to it and have like a lunch with some of your party members and someone can cook it and like you'll get a grade and depending on how good the ingredients are they'll like get different stat boosts and so like they're they're playing at all these things that happened in the three houses uh-huh. and like the game that like sort of like social element around the base of like you're doing stuff in between missions but it feels like it's just there because three houses had it yeah like when you're describing it it's surprising not surprisingly but it was one where i was like it you didn't make me sound excited to get the game for those features sort of a thing yeah yeah three houses made all that stuff engaging because of the setting you know you're a teacher you've got these classes and you know like all the stuff really felt like part of the world Mm -hmm. you know when you give stats and special like stuff to your kids you know it's in a classroom and you're like you're choosing what you know, class they're going to take and what boosts they're going to get and how they're going to evolve as a as a character or whatever and like what job class they're going into. And then like all the side stuff around the school built that up, you know. Yeah. You could do fishing tournaments with like the all the different classes and like the cafeteria is where people hung out and like you could have have lunch with them and like get food with them or like take them on tea time dates or whatever. And you were doing stuff that all felt within the theme of like the this is a school and you've got this this house that you're taking care of and, you know, then you go out into battle with them. And like you, because what you've put into their training, it felt like it was all one giant, like integrated system. Yeah. Like the fights and stuff. I mean, yes, there were battles in three houses, but for me, it was the downtime I really enjoyed because it was like, this is what my kids are doing or my soldiers, but my kids are doing outside of the battle and I'm training them for the battle. And it, yeah, it wasn't like, oh, this is the action part of the game and this is the talking part of the game. Like, that's something Triangle Strategy does right now where I'm like, I have my soldiers and stuff and there's the downtime phase and then there's the fight phase and it doesn't quite feel all like it all makes sense, you know? Yeah, and and that's how Engage feels to me right now is that like all the stuff where you're like leveling up your characters or whatever just... <laughs> to sort of do a planned pun, it doesn't feel engaging. Between every map battle, you have, you can go back to this base and there's like an arena where you can like train your soldiers against the emblems, which is, you know, like the the older characters, the older lords like Marth and Roy and Selica. And I don't, you probably don't know any of the ones other than Marth and Roy and Marth the and three Roy. houses. Yeah. One. Um, Ike is one of them, you know, you know, Ike Mm -hmm. anyway. Um, and so you can do these things, but to me, it feels like a chore. I don't feel engaged in what I'm doing outside of the battles. The battles themselves are really fun. Like fire emblem is always good at like, sort of like the tactical battles and setting things up. And like, 
I like the characters. I like, okay, all right, I've got a mage and an archer. And you decide how I'm going to protect them from, like, this onslaught of enemies. And, like, so I've got my big beefy knight in one spot. And I've got my fast sword person in another spot that can't get hit, you know. And so, like, moving all those around and putting all those pieces together and then adding the emblems where, like, you basically go Super Saiyan and do, like, a fusion dance with... Mm -hmm whatever emblem you have equipped to the character and then they like become like super powerful and can do all these like crazy new moves and stuff that part of the game is really really fun but it feels dragged down because like i have to to keep my characters leveled up in the right way sort of pause between each battle and be like okay well all right who do i want to send into the arena this time and Oh, do I need to polish the the emblem rings so they they work better? And oh, I need to generate some more bond rings, which are like the lesser emblem rings that don't give the Super Saiyan powers, but do like give stat boosts. Mm -hmm. And so you're like, you want to make a couple of those because you might get a gold ring instead of a bronze ring, and the gold rings give more stats. And like, it's just all this like extra unnecessary stuff where like this game is clearly better in the combat part and the rest of it is sort of like attached because they want to have the downtime that three houses had mm -hmm. but this is clearly more of a straightforward sort of like fire emblem game because you're just you're going from battle to battle and oh you pick up some new recruits at this next battle and now they're on your side and now they're a part of the people at your base and it's not like you're you're not making that family-ish where like you you're you've trained all these people up from when they were kids and all that stuff is it one where because it's been i've only played the fire emblem on the wii before three houses is that closer to what the old fire emblems were like where i remember it wasn't a lot of like cutscenes and stuff but maybe like a little bit of 2d stuff and then a base where i just did like leveling yeah like it definitely is closer to the old fire emblems because the old fire emblems didn't even have a base most yeah. of the time like it was literally you finish the map then in between maps you can like tweak your characters by some like vulneraries is that how you say it vulnerary i don't even know i've never said it out loud the healing things that oh, you give people okay in fire emblem you you know stock up on new weapons because you know they break in the older games this one doesn't have weapon degradation like the the only things that have uses are items and magic rods so like the healing rods and that sort of thing mm -hmm. like uh, all the regular weapons just function like normally i can't remember if they got rid of that in three houses or not i don't remember that being an issue in three houses of where like weapons okay. breaking i'm sure it might have been possible but it was not a frequent like a le like a breath of the wild sort of a situation gotcha yeah no, yeah, and the older Fire Emblems, like, the better the weapon was, the less uses it had. So you sort of had to be careful with your, your best weapons. Like, uh, you know, like the best sword uh -huh. you could only use, like, ten times or something like that. Either that or um, it had a built-in, like, repair mechanic that the economy would yeah. always, like, I never noticed it being a problem. Yeah, so, like, I'm enjoying it for, like, the tactical part, mm -hmm. but I'm definitely feeling the sort of oh well three houses was super popular so we need to make sure there's something like three houses in the game 
to make people who like three houses enjoy this one and it feels sort of like half-hearted like they didn't want to have this mechanic and like that's fine like you can do like an old school fire emblem and then a three houses type fire emblem if you want Mm because like i'm i'm down for a fire emblem after three houses that's like a sort of linear direct story that i don't have to play three different times to get the entire like perspective like i'm okay with that Mm -hmm. but don't like half-ass the the extra part because you think you need it to sell the game Hmm. because now i'm like listening and i'm like it sounds like yeah the added in parts brought down the game it wasn't just a like if maybe it wasn't in there you would enjoy the game more I don't know. Honestly, like, maybe a little bit. Uh, like, I I think they could have refined it. Like, it just, it feels like there's, like, a lot of unnecessary fluff. Okay. Um, In that part. And I think that's, that's the main thing I'm getting out of it. Is that, like, I feel like there are all these systems in there. And, like, in Three Houses, I wanted to engage in all the, I keep saying engage. Sometimes it's on purpose. Sometimes it's not. But... I wanted to engage in all the side systems because they were fun and they sort of helped build the world. Mm-hmm. And it, in, it not only was it like helpful for the characters, but like it was legitimately like interesting and I wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one is just sort of like, I'm doing it because I want to get extra stats on my characters for the next battle. I am not doing it because I think this is an interesting thing to do. Got it. So yeah, like you said, chore. So, yeah, so that is my sort of mid-level, I guess. Like, I don't know how many chapters are in the full game. Uh, usually with Fire Emblems, it's in the 20s. Uh, so I'm probably not halfway yet, but I am, you know, not at the beginning. So that that's my my first shot at the review. And I'll probably come back once I've finished it and let you know, like, the full take. Okay. And if it changes or whatever. But, you know, that's that's where I am right now. So right now it's not a must buy for Harvey Z. It's a okay. Yeah, no, I I, w- I would definitely like say like if I mean it's a good tactics game, mm-hmm. but it's not going to give you the same feelings that Three Houses did. I don't think. Got it. Yeah, I'm I'm already kind of I've got some tactics games. I'm good. Um, I want to talk about something that I'm not sure we talked about before and it's like it's weird in that what caused me to want to talk about this is like a new story that is happening currently but i want to go over this because this one's a fucking weird thing that happened i'm not so did i ever talk about abandoned on this podcast does that ring any bells like i'm about to say is it a game or a company or a developer i it's a game yeah no it's a game I don't think I've heard of it. Okay. This is going to be like a general-ish summary, and I'm using the abandoned Wikipedia page to do this. I, this is not a deep dive. This is not mm-hmm. a, uh, you know, log form thing. This is just sort of me sort of going through the Wikipedia page and, and just talking about this because I wanted to go over this because I think the saga's over with now, but it's it was weird. Okay, so it was announced... On the uh, PlayStation blog in 2021, April, and it was supposed to be like a survival horror game uh, developed by Blue Box Game Studios, and that's what the announcement was. 
It was initially described as a cinematic horror survival shooter. All right. So that's that's what we're going with. It's a lot of words. Um. Yeah, this is a lot of words. Does that mean like Far Cry but horror? <sighs> I I don't really know. Because like cinematic I know, shooter but... I get, and then like the survival horror I get. It's just all of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So here's what happened is after the announcement and the there was like a teaser trailer with the blog announcement people started going crazy and i mean this in the i don't know if i want to say nicest way but like people thought kojima was involved with it okay so the hype started to roll it was it was weird um the guy the the name of the guy who was directing the game and like the head of blue box studios his name was hassan karaman okay i don't know if i'm pronouncing the last name right but his initials are hk oh and And so yeah when metal gear solid 5 was being announced and like the rumor mill was starting up and they were you know starting the uh the advertising for it hideo kojima pretended to be a a guy named joaquin morgan uh with a a fake swedish game studio called moby dick studio Uh and so like and he like did an interview with like like, joaquin did an interview and his like face was all wrapped up in bandages and like you couldn't tell who it was um and so like I think everyone pretty much figured out that was Kojima pretty quickly, and like he was, it was uh, announcing Metal Gear Solid Five, and not this mysterious game that Joaquin was trying to uh, peddle. So like they were like, "Oh, he's done this before, so this must be like a a deep psyop thing where he's pretending to be a new person." And Blue Box is actually his studio, and you know, people were thinking it was going to be the new silent hill game and that kojima was directing it because kojima was also tied to pt which was a a sort of demo for his silent hill game that was released for free and he was going to work on that before uh konami kicked him out and so now everyone was just like starting this huge rumor mill and like trying to like tie all these things together and pretend like that he was behind this this game and what happened was Blue Box Studios initially said that, oh, they, they, they're not connected to Kojima, they're not connected to Konami, they're not connected to anything, but, like, the rumors kept going and, aband- and, and Blue Box Studios and the abandoned Twitter sort of kept going like, oh, we're not associated with this, wink, wink you know uh, okay as a way to like keep people yeah. interested in the game and so like like they didn't they said they weren't connected but like they like would ma- i think i remember them making like a tweet that like was two words and the word started with sh and so everyone was like oh my god it's actually silent hill like they're confirming it you know and then the, like they just kept doing this for a while so they started to tease the audience as well yeah yeah okay and of course, Kojima didn't say anything about it because he's Kojima. Because of course, like, and and like, he doesn't need to say anything about every rumor that he's attached to. Sorry, my water bottle is not closing here. I'm sorry if I'm making noise. God dang it! 
eventually, like in in November of 2022, so this is like a year and a half after this. Um, I'm skipping way, very far ahead. He did an interview with Jeff Keeley, and he was surprised at how he kept being associated with this, and that he had never met the director, and that he wouldn't do the same thing twice with the Moby Dick studio stunt. That sounds like a, I, I fully believe Kojima on that one. Yeah, I, I, I fully believe him too. And yeah. so then, yeah. so then Blue Box does this thing where they're in, in August. No, so it was originally for June in 2021. They were going to do a real time experience app on the store for abandoned and like it's just like people could go into this and so like experience like part of the game or something and it was going to be like not quite a demo but sort of like a something i don't even know what it was supposed to fucking be uh-huh. uh but they delayed it a couple times to august when they finally released it in august it, it had so many technical issues it immediately crashed if you tried to open it so it was unusable for three days and then when they finally patched it, the real-time experience was a five-second render of a man walking, and the render had already been put on the Twitter account like multiple days before the app was released. And so everyone was like hyped up for this, thinking it was going to be like a big Silent Hill reveal, and it's just like a random render that they had already seen on the abandoned Twitter account. Oh, because this was still in the Kojima hype. And the Silent Hill. Yes, okay. yeah. this yeah. was still in the Kojima hype phase. Yeah. All right. So now you're just getting, in my mind, I'm like, they're just trolling is how I would view the studio. Like, I would actually be like, maybe this isn't even real. Like, fuck these guys. I'm starting to get ill will if I was a follower kind of a thing. Which is what happened because on October 2021, Blue Box released a statement that they were starting to get harassed and doxxed because people were starting to um, get upset about the delays and nothing being shown and like the teases and the conspiracy theory that they had all drummed up in their head. Yeah, and that technically Blue Box hadn't fully denied either, but kind of played into yeah. it. Like, it, it got muddy. They're, they, but they, what they were talking about is that they were planning on releasing a prologue that was playable and would be like the first part and then like the full game would come later but they were like teasing this prologue that would come in in 2022 and then at the end of march uh they said that the prologue had been delayed indefinitely and Karaman said that the director would said that you know they'd it'd be ready when it was ready okay fair and at that point okay and at that point blue box also started deleting tweets that they had mentioned anything about abandoned on so like any like oh this promises of like oh this is what the game's going to be about this is what we're planning for abandoned they started deleting all those tweets which made a lot of people thinking that it was just going to be canceled entirely at this point that was my thought i was like oh games get canceled all the time studios are volatile this place is just going under at that point some of the assets were were leaked uh, showing that it had changed genres to like I don't I, I'm not going to go into that because I don't have the full thing but like uh, assets were leaked onto Reddit uh, in June GameSpot published a report which you can go look at and basically showed that Karaman was just like a really awful person 
he had attempted romantic advances on artists that he had hired. He forced people in the the abandoned Discord to play Rainbow Six Siege with him. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, development assets that were leaked had a Silent Hill Five logo on them, which meant he was intentionally trying to trick people uh, with with the conspiracy uh, from the beginning, and then. People close to him said that pretty much none of the game exists and the prologue was pretty much a hoax and they hadn't even started on that yet. So now I'm like, it's either charlatanish slash, it's just trolling. It's He's hyping up something that doesn't exist. It's a weird video game snake oil. I, I assume he attended to try and make a game at some point, but like whatever Blue Box Studios is... I don't know. It's not anything anymore. Like, did they ever no one, make games? There, there. That's that's the last update on it. Is the the investigation by GameStop or not GameStop? GameSpot, and so largely abandoned is abandoned now. Like the hype is completely gone. Everyone knows Kojima has nothing to do with it, and it's just a really weird saga of like the power of social media and conspiracy theories. And like people seeing things that aren't there that they want to see. But I mean, at the so like, was this Blue Box Studios ever creating a game in the sense of did they ever create another game or prior to this? Like, was it a real studio or was it a kind of a startup and it just never went anywhere? I think it's the latter. I don't think they've made anything okay. before this. Like, this was like a, a startup that they were trying to make a game and just failed completely and like leaned into something that got them way too much attention and blew up in their face that i could see and believe of where it seems like in this era of like conspiracy theories or kind of buying into feeding a certain section of the population to kind of get hyped up and stuff and riling them up for your own like purpose can lead to consequences so now that we've talked about that uh-huh today something happened uh another thing we've never talked about but it's it's sort of like making its rounds as the interesting thing that's that's going on right now revealed in 2021 is a game was a game called the day before it's a zombie themed survival horror mmo okay i feel like maybe i've heard of it it's it's consistently ranked as one of the highest wishlisted games on steam uh and so it's been very popular. It's been very, like, attention has been on it. I've never heard of it before today, but I also don't really wish list stuff or, or pay a lot of attention to these sorts of games, mm-hmm. you know? So there were gameplay trailers for it. Um, it got enough attention that it obviously it's hyped and wish listed. It was originally supposed to come out last year, but it was delayed to March of 2023. So, but they were still on pace to release a gameplay video soon. Today, basically what happened is they put out a tweet that says, right before the release, Steam blocked our game page at the request of a private individual because of the name the day before. Our game was announced in January 2021. At the time of the announcement, the day before game trademark was available. 
After the announcement of the game, the above-mentioned individual filled out an application before us to register the game trademark the day before in the United States. Mm-hmm. Previously, we were not aware of the existence of claims. We only found out about them on January 19th, 2023, when we received a complaint from him and a request to contact him. Uh, we previously planned to post a lengthy gameplay video later this month, but we'll have to sort this issue out first. As a result, we have made the difficult decision to postpone the launch to November 10th, 2023. We understand this may disappoint many of our fans. However, we want to ensure the best release possible for our game. So someone basically bought the rights to the name Day Before. Yeah, and so it is go- It is now gone from Steam completely. Yeah. Because uh, I went to look for this on the wishlist thing. I was like, have I, did I wishlist this and stuff? And I can't find it. Yeah, yeah, it's gone, gone from Steam. There is some, they, they looked into it and the trademark is real. Someone did file for it and it got approved in August of 2022. Nice. Um, the top mod of the game's official discord doesn't think there was ever any gameplay footage to see and isn't really sure about the state of the game itself as a whole. And now it's sort of taken on a uh abandoned like fervor on twitter because people are starting to think the game is non-existent and that this has just been another long hoax that there isn't anything to actually show off all because like so they mentioned hey we're gonna make this game it's gonna be called the day before but they never secured like the ip or copyright Someone basically did what we, I mean, this is a thing that happens all the time of like some politician is running for office. Somebody immediately tries to snap up the website of like whoever it is.com and like try to make it so that either it routes it somewhere else or they have to pay money for it. And that's a way to get money. Uh, It happens. And it's a weird thing of like the 2020s or the, it's a weird thing, but like you would think a game studio would like be prepared for that. Yeah, yeah. Like this one I feel like it's not quite abandoned level yeah. of you know, like they have nothing because this studio has shipped a game before, mm-hmm. but they're a little sketchy and it's interesting that like the mods of their Discord are sort of like I don't are not I'm not even sure if this is real or not, like if they ever had a gameplay video that they promised to begin with. I, I wouldn't have jumped to, oh, it's not real just yet. I would have gone to, like, it's a studio company that fucked up a little bit, but this is one of those, like, oops, they should have had a guy figure this out kind of a thing. It's not, like, conspiracy theory levels at this point. This was just, you guys were dumb. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's it, it's interesting, and I, I, wanted, I wanted to bring it up because I saw it happening today, and I was like, oh, this is like that abandoned thing. Did we ever talk about this on... on- on the podcast because like it was happening and i i think i sort of glossed over it because i wasn't buying the hype and i'm also not super interested in silent hill Mm -hmm. so like at the time when it was going crazy i sort of was just like eh and i may have mentioned it like once or twice i'm interested you're you you listen to things that we've previously done on like a weird time scale so maybe you'll like yeah listen to to a, a podcast and go like oh we did talk about this a that's why abandoned I, I, I it's because i've gotten into like 
Kojima levels of like I pay attention to Kojima. I've listened to the our Kojima rants and stuff. Um, that's where I was basically. So I would have picked up on if somebody was imitating or it had something to do with Kojima. We definitely hadn't talked about Abandoned in the past. Gotcha. Yeah. So that that was the the big uh, gaming news story today interesting yeah it's gonna be so it should come out in november all i mean i would think they just have to change the name of it and change all your ip website social media and all of that but that's gonna take some time or yeah pay we'll, like uh, this dude we'll keep you updated yeah we'll see what happens just pay the guy some money now I'm, I'm gonna do something a little fun because i was i was trying to look up stuff to see if there was anything interesting to talk about this week other than the um abandoned and day before stuff Mm -hmm. and i typed into google funniest game news just because you know something you might hit something i don't know google google it's a it's a roulette show me what you got and so first hit on that google search was a ranker list which you know not super like ranker is you know, I mean, it's, it's in the weird. name. They rank things. They must be good. Yeah, they rank things. Yeah. Um, so the funniest video game news headlines ever. This was updated June fourteenth, twenty nineteen. So okay, you know, was not not like super like three years uh, ago, four years ago. Yeah, not not recent. Yeah. Um, but also because it's not recent, this means we might hit some some headlines that we didn't get to cover on our okay five years of podcasting here is it five years it's almost five years. almost so i'm just gonna go through this rank and i'm gonna see like we'll we'll, we'll won't do all of it because it's a long list because ranker fucking throws all sorts of stuff at, at you at the wall and sees what sticks but this are are these video game news headlines as funny as some of the shit we've talked about on this podcast? Like I I want to I want to see you know. Okay. Okay. So the number one with forty eight votes on this uh, ranker list is twenty one year old gamer lands a job as a football manager after playing football manager. I might have heard of that. I didn't know if it was true or not, but that sounds like an Airbud sort of a okay. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Apparently, yeah. this was a this was a article from 2012. Okay, so like even further back, it's got a it's got a uh, a screenshot of Football Manager 2013. Okay, um, I don't have the full article. I'm not going to. I mean, look I think we up, can figure they, it out. Somebody played a fantasy yeah. game so good that the actual team probably was like we're gonna we can't possibly get it it seems like this seems like the setup for like a 90s disney movie this sounds like the setup for ted lasso like (laughs) (laughs) that was the whole phase of like the the whole like ryan reynolds and a friend or somebody bought a football thing i couldn't tell for the longest time if that was real or not um apparently they did but like yeah yeah no seems, they actually did it's it seemed like it's like if you told me this and i was like oh i guess this is a new e-series or something on youtube or such totally plausible but okay sure i mean gamers will one day rule the world all right here's another headline man sick of xbox asks for jail instead of finishing house arrest all right now ranker i'm like this is just this feels very boomerish sort of a thing where it's like 
So this one is from 2013 and has a little bit more of a uh, description to it in the screenshot. A New Zealand man under house arrest surprised police when he called them on Tuesday to say he was sick of said house arrest and sick of playing Xbox. The 19-year-old had already served 10 months of an 11-month sentence. With a scant one month to go, he had run out of Xbox games to play. I mean, so they're making... Inf- this is... It didn't say... This made it sound like from the headline, like, take me to jail rather than... I mean, just buy a Game Boy, dude, or Amazon yourself something. <laughs> like, this is... He didn't exactly say that. He just said he was sick of playing Xbox games. But he didn't say, like, jail was a better option or anything. This is a misleading... This is fake news. <laughs> yeah, like... like so he just, he just complained the question. The like, this, the, this, this isn't most accurate game headlines ever. This is funniest, funniest video game news headlines. Like, I don't find this f- very funny either. No, and, like, it just makes me go, like, again, like, this is... It seems like something like my dad would WhatsApp me and be like, son, look at this. Check this out. <laughs> Put this on your podcast. Um, let's see. What else do we got here? Christian video game developers blame Satan for their failures. I mean, that could be from any year. Yeah, that's true. That was, again, not, not super funny. That's, that's just normal. Like, that's every yeah, that's, that's, that's just like a Tuesday. Let's see what else. NYC gamer turns bedroom into retro arcade, loses fiance in the process. How is this funny? Kind of sad, actually. Like yeah, that, that's like that's 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 the opposite of funny. I feel bad. This is, is why I feel like the people reading these headlines and stuff aren't exactly gamers. This isn't headlines for gamers, but more for people to laugh at gamers. Yeah, that's what I'm starting to get. Like, oh, these this is more of a ha ha. Aren't people who play video games funny for being stupid and nerdy? They're losers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here, here's the next one. The next one after this. Uh, a funny, <laughs> funny headline according to this website. An angry Call of Duty player sent a SWAT team to a rival's house. That's, That's just fucking swatting. Yeah. That is like an illegal thing to do. It's not funny. People get hurt. When, what year was that? Was this like the first time it happened or something? 2014 so like i don't know but i mean like that's that's a big deal nowadays like that's actually fucking yeah okay i'm 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 gonna at first i was like real skeptical of oh man you're gonna put make me a gamer up against like some sort of a ranking list and they have 40 people voting i don't know if we have 40 listeners and then now i'm like (laughs) fuck that shit we're better than this yeah no this is no this this is not good I thought we were going to get, like, Bethesda headlines. No, no. Kidnappers trade victim for an Xbox 360. I mean, yay for the victim, I guess. They're free. Okay. A man recently kidnapped his employee, who happens to be his son-in-law, because he thought he stole $245 worth of rings. He assaulted the younger man before finally setting him free in exchange for a neighbor's Xbox 360. Like, what is funny about this? That's also, like, the weirdest illogic. Like, I was trying to follow it, and, like, that is the conspiracy theory. Okay, so it's a son-in-law. Okay, he stole rings. Okay, he's an employee. And then Xbox? Like, what? Okay, sure. Uh, All right, this one is actually one that just... I, I want to know the full context of this story. 
man making ramen in speedo while gaming suddenly receives 20 rockets to the groin in real life or in the game <laughs> apparently in real life who sent the rockets i don't know i don't have that information i just have the These headline. are just headlines okay this is it's worse than like david letterman's headline things at least those are jay leno's headlines have you seen this folks have you seen this folks <laughs> it just feels yeah okay <sighs> yeah all right I'm, I'm done with this yeah. this i think this was enough to to prove that make me a gamer does better funny news than than Ranger. google does i think we all our stories have been way better than anything i just read off i must concede that yes <laughs> i was a skeptic but no no <sighs> all right last thing we're gonna do here is uh, something I decided to come up with on the fly here. Okay. So Epic Game Store does this thing where they give you a free game every week if you log in, right? Yes. And so I, being the good capitalist person who likes getting things for free, have been going along and adding free games into my library. But... I don't play any of them. I just add them to Same. my library. I, I have like two of them. I think I, when you, you've reminded me before, but like I picked up one or two of them, but I've never played them. Here's what's going to happen. I'm For once, I am not challenging you to do anything. Thank God. <laughs> but what I am going to do is ask you to, oh my God. <laughs> Um, is I'm going to ask you to tell me to play a game. So, like, I will, on our next podcast, report back. I'm, I'm going to take some time and play one of the free games I've got because, like, what's the point of downloading or, like, acquiring, I guess, these free games and then never actually trying them, right? So, like, just this, I feel like this is something we can do every now and then. Okay. Is you, you can pick a game for me out of my... Uh, you have that many? Yeah, I've got like how many how many let's see here. Let's see. That's four, eight, twelve, sixteen, twenty, twenty-four, thirty-two, thirty-four total games. Well, thirty-four total things I can click on. A couple of them are like expansions to things, so like maybe not fully. Uh and then like some of them like, you know, at one point they had Fallout, Fallout Two, Fallout yeah, Three, and Fallout I I Tactics all one. on uh Yeah, so like I have all of those. I'm those are like once I've played before, I'm not going to include them on the list. I was laughing because one of the games I happen to have is Warhammer 40,000 Mechanicus. Apparently, that was one of the free ones at some I was going to tell you, like, I can give you a review on that game at some point. It's quite good. Do you want me to try that one like that? Do you want me that to be the first starter one I do? And I can report back next week and you can talk about it since you've played it too? I'm afraid you're going to beat it before I beat it. I actually would like to beat that game. Uh, okay, all right. So, so keep it on the, the... That might be the second one or so. Because I'll tell you about it at some point. Like, I have to tell you about Mechanicus. I, I can review that game. It's a legit okay, fun all right. game. So, so yeah. we'll, not, we'll not do that. Okay, so I'm going to give you a couple options here. Okay. So I also apparently got the... I have this one on Switch, too, so I can play it in, in, in either form. Okay, so this... There's a game called Slain Back from Hell. It is a I can't I can't fucking tell. It does, 
it's a genre is platformer uh it is a heavy metal inspired arcade combat with puzzle elements and gore galore stunning visuals and true old school gameplay accompanied by the most metal soundtrack you've ever heard the, so that's slain I, I, back from hell the appeal is that the most metal soundtrack you've ever heard i mean i played brutal legends this is high high okay sure what else we got shadow tactics wait is this that ninja japanese game yes it's a, it says strategy and stealth is a shadow tactics is a hardcore tactical stealth game set in japan uh a new shogun seizes yeah. power of japan and enforces nationwide peace he recruits five specialists with extraordinary skills for assassination sabotage and espionage so i as a kid slash high schooler i love this genre of games i just never played any fucking games in this genre gotcha. like it's i own it on steam it's only for the pc so i can never play it um we've got rising hell a lot of hell today okay Rising Hell is a vertical platformer roguelite filled with adrenaline-pumping action and tons of heavy gothic metal shreds. Climb out from the ever-changing hell while you fight hordes of bloodlusting demons. None of that sounded appealing, actually. It sounded very similar. One was horizontal and one was a vertical, or, like, platformer. <laughs> They're both metal. Do you want horizontal metal or, or vertical metal? This one's goth metal. Okay. Um, we've got... Hundred days yes, wine making simulator. I, I have that one too. I challenge you to play a hundred days. <laughs> you that's what you want me to do. Yes, you have it. I that, I have four games in my library. So okay, that is what wine that is making could be your yes. Wine making could be your best adventure. Make the best wine, interacting with soil and nature, and take your winery to the top. Your beautiful journey in wine making tradition starts now. It's a simulation strategy. You can you want you. I 100 want me to make some wine. You do that, and then next week you tell me if I should actually play this fucking game. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So that's that's what we have we, we have got gone to. Um, that fully appeals to me because yes, I I have owned that one forever, and I'm just like I'm good. I'm good. Okay. All right. Well, I am installing it now. Uh, it will be on my computer. I will play it sometime for a little. I'll give it. A decent amount of time. Okay. I, I, I won't say I'll spend all weekend playing it, but I will at, at the very least give it an hour and, and report back on our next podcast and uh, let you know how, how whiny it is. Oh, I, I expect I expect all the whininess because I've looked into the game. I know what it looks like and what it plays like. So uh, I'm curious in that I haven't seen it played, but just looking at it, there's a reason I haven't played it yet. <laughs> Is this is this because you you're torturing me? Are you choosing this because we I made you play that uh guy, what was the the almost almost something human? Nothing, almost something, yeah, or or yeah, that I, game. I mean, at some point I'll probably beat it when I'm really bored. It is a weird game. Uh no, I feel like 100 Days was ranked highly. It just it seems like Kerbal Space Program for wine. <laughs> which is to say there's if it was like a stardew valley type of a game i might be into it this one seems like a very like uh fantasy football or like football league manager for wine so yeah right, well, you just you tell me if that's good because i don't know if i want that much like details about just harvesting and growing wine but people seem to really like it but like yeah 
we we didn't get to the last one that I was going to to give you as my choice, which was um, Game Deck, which is a uh, RPG single player cyberpunk isometric RPG, a game detective who solves crimes inside virtual worlds. Use your wits to gather info from your witnesses and suspects and get to the bottom of deceptive schemes. That sounded like the most legit good game of the four. So no, I would not choose that. <laughs> you don't want me to play that one. Uh, yeah, that, that one sounds interesting enough that I might install it and try it myself. Yes. Um, but that's not what this is about. This is Harvey Z chooses something to torture Atma with, apparently. That's what that's what I just gave well, to you. Well, it might also, again, like just like with the Fire Emblem, maybe this is a game that might appeal to me. I actually am genuinely curious. Do you even like wine? I do. I don't know anything about it, but I like wine. Okay. I don't know. Right. That's yeah, fair. I'm down. I, I I know zero about wine, and I also don't like it. So this is going to be a fun Ooh, time for you, me. Hopefully there's a good tutorial then for you, because I was reading into <laughs> it. you got to know your grapes, your varietals. you got to know I it. know tannins. There's something about tannins oh, and boy. not biff. Yeah. And then at some point, because we didn't get, it, get to it this episode, I'll have to try to convince you to play Dwarf Fortress. All right. So I think next week... The general plan is this week I sort of had my my Fire Emblem Engage review mm -hmm. and I had the like the the mini dive or whatever you want to call it that I wanted to go over. But next week we're we're gonna let Harvey Z shine. We're gonna talk about wine, we're gonna talk about Mechanicus, and we're gonna talk about Dwarf Fortress next week. Cool. And that so, might work because then I'll talk to you about it and maybe that weekend because the first time you play Dwarf Fortress someone should like you need somebody on your shoulder just watching helping and maybe if i'm free <laughs> that weekend i could be your professor q the wind beneath your wings except i don't know what the fuck is going on in the game either <laughs> we can stumble through it together all right well that's the plan so for the first time you got a next time on make me a gamer well not the first time no before. last week we gave them a next time that's why i was quite amused we told them I told them at least, hey, I'll tell you my Dwarf Fortress story next week. Too bad, suckers. Next, next week. <laughs> Gotta keep them wanting more, right? That's, yeah, 2023. What have you, you done? You don't get anything for free, despite how the, uh, the episode started. You complete me. <laughs> All right, well, where can they find you, Harvey Z? They can find me on Twitter at MakeMeAHarveyZ. You can find me on Twitter at Atma underscore Phoenix. You can find our podcast at MakeMeAPodcast. You can always email us at MakeMeAGamerPodcast at gmail.com. You can find my writings at AtmasWeapon.com. I did post my written companion to the manatees mm -hmm. uh, last week, so that'll be up whenever this airs, which shouldn't be too far in the future. I'm back to a pretty regular schedule now. Uh, on editing and uh yeah that's it that's good we're good uh, harvey z take us out space the final frontier was it was it really isn't there like more dimensions in space fuck i'm not smart enough to finish that one i was like oh space is this many dimensions what's the next dimension there's got to be another frontier after space right 
Now I got to Google this shit. What's the final frontier? Google. Since this is a Google episode. What's the final frontier besides space? If it just space, says space. I'm going to say besides uh, space. Humanity itself and our planet. Damn, Google. Damn. <laughs> okay. So I guess we're our own final frontier. Boldly going where no man has gone before. I'm I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna perv out on that one. Just space and not space, inner space. What is space really? We're going some full insane clown posse on the end of this episode. No, it's not fucking magnets. Okay, magnets are <laughs> shit. Space is actually something more complicated than a fucking magnet. Magnets exist in space. I'm talking about now inner space. What is inner space? Hmm. I'm just going to sit and think about it now. All right. Well, we're not going to sit and think about it. I was going to hope that you so. ended the episode there. Or you ended it, right? <laughs> this isn't fucking. Damn it. Let's cut this thing. <laughs>